It is Friday. That means it's another episode of the Pivot Point, a weekly episode looking at and identifying market inefficiencies. Mitch, what's going on, buddy? What's going on? My camera's a little messed up, but yeah, it's. I love these shows. They're fun. We finally get to get out of all rookie talk, and really, it's about time because I'm kind of sick of talking about rookies, to be honest with you. Yeah, we've been talking about them for a while, and not only on the pivot point, but also on the weekly episode, we're going to transition more into some veteran talk. I see some folks in the chat. What's going on, guys? As always, we always appreciate folks watching live. Uh, Why is Mitch on the left? Why is Mitch on the left? I'm going to tell you why. When we do this, I if I angle myself, I want it to look like I'm looking towards Mitch. Because, like, honestly, like, this looks weird. Where am I looking? Why am I over here? Weird. I agree. So that's, there actually, there was a reasoning behind that. So I appreciate the question. But what we did this week, we posed the question to everybody in the Patreon. And we said, just throw some players out that you're looking for maybe situations. Are you looking to buy? Are you looking to sell? Uh, How do we see the typical market on these players? And the first group, it's a very quick shift, I think, because of what recently happened with Jerry Judy, right? Yeah. So the Broncos, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Alberto. I'm going to throw out my really quick thought. None of them should be changing value. No, no. After the draft. No. Well, I'll take that back. No, no. I'm saying in relation to the whole Jerry Judy. Oh, okay. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. There's nothing is going to happen with that. The draft itself, Alberto, I think we saw a shift yep. for him, but Jerry Judy and and what we do on the show. And I'm, I'm kind of explaining this very quickly just because I think we're going to be releasing this one on the regular podcast feed as well but we look at my tiers mitch loves to dissect them and then we also look at different you know measuring sticks in ktc and dtc and dtc was very quick to (laughs) move jerry judy so the tier that i have judy in he's in that 20 to 30 range right Mm mm-hmm ETC instantly has knocked him down to 38. So finding the inefficiencies, finding the opportunities. We all know we have league mates that love using a certain website or a calculator or a resource, and that's fine. But if you know somebody, they're sending you those DTC trade calculator screenshots. You know, I I think this is where we can take advantage. So I have in the 20 to 30 range. KTC has him at 26. So really... It was a slight movement down from the their market data. And then DTC has them at 38. So here are some thoughts from me for Jerry Judy. And let me know what you think of these, if you think they're crazy, if you think they could even get done. And this is based on how I value the players versus how the market may. Elijah Moore for Jerry Judy plus a 23 second. Yeah, I could see it getting done. Devonte Smith for Jerry Judy, and maybe we do a two-three swap here, so I get a second, and I move a third with Devonte Smith. And you're trying to buy Judy here, correct? I'm acquiring yeah. Judy across the board here. The problem with Devonte Smith, and I've actually seen it with Goddard right now too. I think Goddard is completely fine after that AJ Brown trade. Yep. 
for whatever reason, people are like, no, A.J. Brown is taking over that whole talent tree and he's going to be getting all the receptions. And I'm just like, I don't see that happening. So while two weeks ago, I think it's a trade that could have got done. I just think the public sentiment out there about A.J. Brown is going to kill any Devontae Smith or Goddard trades. And I think that's a good point. And we always see those quick shifts. But for Devontae Smith, I've always been a little bit lower mm-hmm. on him than we look at these these data points in KTC and DTC, like I've mentioned. But now it's almost to the point that he lines up with where I had him originally. KTC has him at 20, DTC 29. But still, either situation, whichever resource your league mate uses, I think there could be an opportunity to get Judy Plus for Devontae Smith. Uh, the love for Tony Pollard, I have Tony Pollard in like the late late 22 second value for Judy. See, yeah, I see that. I'm like, there's no possible way that's going to happen. But that's only because of my personal belief in Pollard. And yep. there's a lot of people out there that love him. So I could actually see something like that happening. And there's talk in the chat about a suspension. Let's say it's a two-game suspension, like somebody mentioned. It's no, dynasty. Who can? Who can? Yeah. Uh, it's it's not really. It shouldn't be changing anything. So mm-hmm. I have very few. I went through and I have four shares of Jerry Judy. And typically, whenever things like this happen, any type of news, any type of off the field stuff, I like to wait and see. Let the dust settle a little bit. I don't like to attack managers right away. Sometimes they get a little bit funny about that. Yep. But now we've had a day. Maybe I do venture out and go out. I know we have some people in the discord. It's like, as soon as news happens, they're sending a trade offer. And more often than not, it's probably not going to, you know, accomplish what you're looking to do. Uh, Davis mills for Jerry Judy. If you need a quarterback, do you think that gets done? I don't No, I know. you're looking at running backs, James Cook for Jerry Judy. That's one. There's enough James Cook love out there that I can, can actually see people like wanting to add to Judy to get up to James Cook. I mean, it's only certain people in the league that are going to be willing to do that, but a lot of the redraft pods are already hitting, you know, oh, James Cook is going to smash this year. And while our projections are done, they don't show the same thing. You know, I actually can see a few people buying into that. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I think we have James mm-hmm. Cook right around like 10 PPR points per game, which puts him like running back three territory. Yeah, so it's fine. It's I mean, it's replaceable. It's what we Jay in the chat uh, going back to the AJ Brown conversation. Mm-hmm. I traded AJ Brown in a 23 first. This is a one quarterback league for Javante Williams and Michael Pittman. I love it. Yep. I I I think you could have trouble getting just Javante for AJ Brown in a 23 first in mm-hmm. super flex leagues. So now you're devaluing it a little bit because it's one quarterback and you're getting Michael Pittman. I mean, I think Jay's just trying to brag on us right there. That's all that is. Just a but little I- bit, just a little bit. And we have a question coming up later with Rashad Bateman and kind of part of what we do on this show is I'm looking into John's tears, kind of questioning a little bit with what he's doing. You have Rashad Bateman in the same tier as Jerry Judy. I do. Is that going to change after the draft now? Because the players that the Ravens could bring in, whether it's Landry, Julio, they're going to bring someone else in, whoever it is. It's probably not going to affect that. There's enough targets to go around to where whatever your projections are right now for Bateman, they shouldn't change no matter who they bring in. 
Um, Jerry Judy, on the other hand, does have a lot of target competition in that offense to where we've seen Bateman now. Granted, he did it when Lamar was on the bench, but now there's no Hollywood. Is there a strong chance that you move Bateman up quite a bit compared to the other the other wide receivers we're talking about this tier are Ayuk, Pittman, Elijah Moore, Jerry Judy, Marquise Brown is there. I think there's a very good case. The reason why I'm bringing him up because we have a question about Bateman. Should he be a lot higher than what he is right now? Now, here's my thing with Bateman, and it, it always goes back to the Ravens, right? If he were in a different situation, and I loved Bateman pre-draft, pre-rookie draft, pre-NFL draft before he came to the league, I had him, if you remember, as my wide receiver too. And you were shitting on that. You were like, John, what, what are you doing here, man? And so I like Rashad Bateman a lot. So there's no, there's no hate uh, from me towards him as a fantasy asset. But you look at him, the Ravens certainly was not an ideal landing spot. And it all comes back to volume. What we saw from the Ravens in 2021, I, I think it's hard to believe they replicate that from a, a volume standpoint in the passing game. So while the target competition does come down, I still think that pie is smaller for Rashad Bateman. Now you might look at it. Things have changed in Denver, but it's like, will Denver throw significantly more, but you would have to think they unleash Russ a little bit more so than we saw under the previous regime where it was, you know, let's, let's run the ball. Let's play defense. And what we saw from Russ in Seattle under Pete Carroll, who wants to run the ball a thousand times a game. But to answer your question, I, the market for the most part, I think they agree with you. I think they do. That's my thing is I think you can get, you could trade Bateman and get a wide receiver to where you have them higher in your tiers and do just a straight one for one swap. So he, he was brought up and in, in my notes, I, I went with sell buy or neutral. So sell bikes, you know, self-explanatory, but neutral. What I was looking at was ideally pivoting within the tier I think that's the move there. So if I'm not really above or below market, but I'm right there in the sweet spot, can I move within a tier and get a little plus? And for Rashad Bateman, that's... And did you bold that, Mitch? I did. You did bold it. I like it. So I had pivot up in a one-for-one. So if I'm looking to move up a tier, see if I can do a one-for-one swap, but then pivoting within the tier for a plus. So that would be a Judy plus. That would be a Pittman plus. Let's say 70% of leagues. Do you think this will happen? Bateman straight up for Godwin. I, I don't. Really? You don't think you're going to get Godwin? I see. I think in the vast majority of leagues, people will accept Bateman right now over Godwin. All right. In the chat, we have, we have a few folks watching live. Straight up. Forget about the value. Forget about the cost. Just straight up. Do you want Chris Godwin or Rashad Bateman on your dynasty teams moving forward? I I don't know, Mitch. I I, I think I, I would prefer Bateman to be one hundred percent honest with you. Right oh, now, I prefer Bateman. Would you I would. would? I would see that, but that's where I pivot pivot up a tier in a one for one swap. I have Godwin in one tier above Bateman, so I'm not saying they're they're drastically different. Oh no, I mean it's close. But I would prefer Chris Godwin still. Jay, smart man there, Godwin. <laughs> uh, but it's Godwin. How does he come back to start the season? If Bateman gets off to a hot start, mm -hmm. we saw him maintain his value with a subpar rookie season and then kind of propel forward. 
and up a little bit once Marquise Brown left and them not really doing too, too much in the NFL draft. But I, Bateman, like I said, neutral, but I would, I would certainly, I'm always looking to move within a tier and get a plus, but right now tying it back to Judy, you could pro I think you could move Bateman for Judy plus yes. a 23 second in some spots, mm-hmm. in some I completely spots. Agree. And, and I, I love the, uh, Mr. Bywater in the chat. I'm going to go try that now. And that's what this, this show is about. Just throwing out ideas, exactly. seeing yep. what people like, what they don't like. Uh, Cortland Sutton. I, I, I was higher than the market overall on Sutton, but just like that, because of the Judy stuff, it shifted. So today I would move Sutton for Juju plus or Mike Williams plus cooks plus plus a Rob plus plus, or Sutton for Gibson, and I think that gets done. Yeah, I do people, that every people week. People freaking hate Gibson, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I became his biggest apologist. You did. It's weird. I do not I, understand it. I went from wanting nothing to do with Gibson to to you know being below market to in line with market. Now, now, of course, uh, looking to acquire him, and I'm trying to you know going through the chat here, Bateman or the top tier of rookie wide receivers, I'm going with Burks, yep. Wilson in London. Now, Wilson, I'm not doing Wilson. Listen, Wilson, I got to reevaluate because we've, we're going through our projections, right? Mm-hmm. And this was actually based off of a tweet that Scott Connor had, and it was talking about Jamison Williams. I'm sure you all saw the tweet, but it was like, Jamison Williams, is he going to be a face planner based on his ADP? You know, he, Scott couldn't see him maintaining his value. So I went through 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, and looked at the rookies and their startup ADP versus their startup ADP during their second year, okay. during the off season versus their rookie points per game for wide receivers during that stretch. And there's, there's a wiggle room here, but overall, if you hit 10 points per game in your rookie season, you at least maintain value from from year one to N plus one. Okay. Garrett Wilson. I have a hard time seeing him hit 10 points per game. And I, I think I, I had him in my top tier. I have him in my top tier, but if that is our expectation, does his price drop compared to where it is now? that's something for us to look at, but Burks and London without a doubt, I am taking over mm-hmm. Rashad Bateman. And honestly, you know, I have the Jameson Williams Jersey behind me. I'd probably take Bateman over him right now. I have Williams and Olave in the Bateman tier, mm-hmm. but if it's offered, I'm probably accepting. And it's honestly, because I do have a few J uh, Jameson Williams shares. I do not have a lot of Bateman just because of how I saw that playing out last year. So I don't have a ton right now. So I would be willing to get more shares, probably based off that. I would just be looking to get anything added on to the other. Again, I, yeah. I very rarely am I looking to make a lateral move mm-hmm. because at that point, it's like, am I trading just to trade? And sometimes the answer is yes. I'm sitting on my couch. There's not much going on. I'm just firing out. Have some offers. nice boxed wine. If I'm feeling fancy, I get the $12 bottles. Hey, there we go. Tim Patrick, really quick. I, I would love to, but but people were talking. People were talking about him though. Uh, uh, Patrick in a twenty three third for a twenty three second boom. Yes, my roster. If you could get roster. 
a second with you have to add anything on to Tim Patrick. I'm doing that all the time. And actually getting 23 seconds right now isn't that bad. I've actually had him added on to quite a few deals in the last week or so with rookie drafts going on. You made a you had a tweet regarding the 24 first. Mm-hmm. They're in the same boat as the 23 seconds. I think. Yeah, they're I think people value moved. them similarly. Yep. Uh, not saying people would trade a 23 second for a 24 first or vice versa, but trade value looking to substitute one or the other. I think they're fairly similar. Yep. Albert O, he went Get from a out. strong he went from a strong sell to me to fairly neutral because of the market on him. Uh, yeah, the problem is you're not going to get much for him anymore to where two months ago, you could have got a 22 first, like it would be like a late first, but yeah, you could have got that. We saw it. And uh, there, I would doubt you could get the 208 for him right now. Maybe. Depending, yeah. Depending on who slips and for players like this. So the guys that I have more in the neutral to sell mm-hmm. as opposed to Bateman, who I was just kind of neutral on. If we're looking to move off of them, I think the move is to move up. And this is kind of what we talked about in the Discord with Tua, right? It's very hard to split him up into multiple assets and get a strong Mm -hmm. piece as a foundation in return. Like, I don't think you could get Zach Ertz plus something decent for Alberto right now. I don't think you could get David Njoku. I know that was something that folks tried in the chat. They tried David Njoku, and I think Gerald Everett was in the conversation too. That's going to be difficult. The move is losing a little bit of value, and I use air quotes there, but losing a little bit of value and packaging up to get into your Friar Muth or whatever tier you have above. Mm-hmm. I think that's the move, and typically when we see these these assets that are just undervalued, they, they're hard to move, but you got to package up. I think, that, I think that's it right there. Completely agree. Any other thoughts on Albert? Tim, Cortland, Jerry. Not a ton. I think the, that offense, you know, projection-wise is looking really good. Like, you love Russell Wilson here, right? I mean, he's going to do very well compared to what he did previous years, even when he had DK and Lockett. So, oh, and, if and, it was up to me, if I was going to do something, I'm going to get Russell Wilson right now. Let's not let's not glance over, because I was ready to KJ Hamler. I would throw him the same boat as Tim Patrick. Same. I, I know people are you know talking about him and, and he is building some hype. But if I could add a little bit to get a 23 second, he's off my roster. Yep. So but it is worth mentioning because he is mm-hmm. he is garnering some some hype there. Uh quarterback that was thrown at us, and I think this is the only quarterback of the episode, Justin Fields. Where are you on Fields? I'm in the exact same point I was before. Look, like they're not obviously not trying to win this year. Um, the hope is Justin Fields could get through this year without a catastrophic injury. But my thing with Fields is the top 12 quarterbacks in Dynasty, there's no good rookies that came in this year that's going to overtake anybody in there, right? So then you are looking, can Trevor Lawrence break through? Will Jalen Hurts be around in 2023? Can Tua possibly get up there? But the problem is, in those top 12, like John, you have Matthew Stafford in there. He's yep. like the only top 12 quarterback that I could see. Maybe he falls out after this year. But that's kind of it. I don't see Justin Fields is going to have to have such a horrible season. I mean, he will have to look like what Zach Wilson did the first 10 weeks of the season last year in order to lose value. Well, Justin that- Fields is just so insulated to me that 
I would much rather have him than I would. We already know what people think about Trevor Lawrence. People don't like him that much. They're so afraid of that franchise as a whole to where Justin Fields is the guy to where I think is going to hold that top 12 value. And so I would actually look to go and buy him now because people hate what Chicago did in the draft. They added nobody, no help. And so for me, I'm actually wanting to get more Justin Fields, even if there is just a slight value change on him. It's funny you bring up Trevor Lawrence on KTC and DTC. He's still coming in quarterback nine across the board, Man. which is higher than Russ, <laughs> higher than Lance and Fields. Okay, that we can have that conversation. Higher than Matthew Stafford. If I can get a plus for quarterbacks that I have valued above Trevor Lawrence personally, oh my God, yeah. sign me up. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is coming in at quarterback 16. I know he's 38 years old, but uh, trade Fields for Russ. I, I, I would take Russ. If I had to choose right now, I'm taking Russ. That one is a little team specific to me, right? If I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. If I'm building for 23, I'm not taking Russ. Why? What, what's going to happen to Russ over the next two, three years? People don't like trading for him in the first place. How hard is it to kind of move Russ, right? I'm not, try I'm not trying to. Well, the thing is because no one's trying to get him. I mean, that's but, that's besides the point. No, right, right. No, but I, I understand that. But personally, I, that one is a little specific for me. I, I mean, I put Russell Wilson in the exact same boat that I put Matthew Stafford in. Right? They will both should hold value. They're never really going to gain value. We're never going to see Russ be a top five quarterback again, I don't think. But you don't have to pay. Is there much. a chance that Justin Fields can be, though? He yeah. has the skill set to be that high. And that's why... I'm a little hesitant on moving Justin Fields because I don't believe Trevor Lawrence will ever be a top five quarterback now. And so I just think that's in Fields' wheelhouse to where last year's quarterback class and this one, I think he's really the only one that's going to be there. So looking at Russ, we talk about Justin Fields and we say he could be a top five dynasty quarterback. He could. Could. But, but let's say, let's just say, Let's not even bring up injury. Let's say he goes out there on a per game basis. He's like quarterback 23. Mm -hmm. he, he, he drops. And I don't think he does. I really don't. Because who maybe are you going to put over him? That, that's but, my issue. Is like, are you going to put Kirk I, over him? I think he drops cross positionally or pick wise. I don't know. Maybe don't not know. across the, you know, I, I think there's a chance that. And I'm not saying this happens, but maybe Jalen Hurts leap, leap. Jalen Hurts actually Hurts is coming at quarterback twelve. I, that so, is a possibility. If Hurts is still the quarterback in 2023, he actually has a chance to be a top five quarterback. But I mean, there's so much risk there compared to any other quarterback in the top twenty. I just think there is less of a chance for Russ to bottom out over the next two years than Justin Fields. I will give you the ceiling mm -hmm. argument. I will give you that. And I'll give that to you for Stafford. They're not going to be top five dynasty quarterbacks, but I feel a lot better that they're in situations that value won't bottom out. And I'm going to get very nice production. So right now, do you think the straight up trades are hard? Let's say Jalen hurts and Joe Mixon for Justin Fields and Antonio Gibson. Does Hertz and Mixon get accepted most the majority of the time? Yeah. I think so too. And I think a lot of that has to do with the the perception of Antonio Gibson now. Yeah. yeah. With the addition of Brian Robinson. I know people were spooked by that. 
but I, I get it, but I'm not like Justin Fields. It's more, like I would much rather add to Fields to get to Lamar, to get to even Dak, and I don't think that plus is extraordinary to get to Dak. No, I if you could do that, I'm completely in as well. Like I'm not, I'm not looking to move Fields just to move them, mm-hmm. but I, I still would look like Russ Stafford. If, I think I get a small piece added because especially if there's a team that maybe isn't contending and they're like, I want to blow this up a little bit. Maybe they are willing to take that risk on fields, but that's Justin Fields. Let, let's stay in Chicago. Darnell Mooney. He's looking good, man. I Darnell and Amon Ross St. Brown. Of course, these are two guys that Packy brought to the table and wanted us to discuss both of them. I see as neutral because neither team did well, the Bears did nothing. They brought in like yeah. Todd Sharp. But the Lions, it's funny. I don't think Almond Ross St. Brown's value took a hit at all I don't with the addition either. of Jamison Williams. No. Uh, because, as we talked about, I think it was already baked into his price, right? Mm-hmm. And it was baked into his price. Well, DeAndre Swift is back. TJ Hawkinson is back. Uh, Goff, you had biggest D- quarterback. Right, Goff. Yeah. You had DJ Shark. So it was all kind of baked into his price already. Yep. For me, they're both sitting in that 31 to 39 range. I know people are going to say that's still too low, but the market, they have them at 34 for St. Brown and 32 for Mooney. So right in that in that area, this is another situation I would look to move within a tier and get a plus. Here, Mooney, so I've talked about this with certain wide receivers. Well, really running backs, we've talked about this with. The redraft pods are going to be coming out with best ball glory for the next four months, right? Kill Mooney me. is going to be the guy everybody screams about. Hey, in the middle rounds, you want to get Darnell Mooney. His projections are, you know, from X to X, and it's really high. I think the move is to wait a couple more weeks on Mooney and then to move him because I do believe he will be ranked. We have already seen a dynasty, right? We saw a little tiny blurb about Jerry Judy. Boom, drops 10 spots. It's like, okay. It's not a blur. It wasn't a blurb, though. Do we know for sure if it's a blurb or not a blurb, really? I mean, it's... Well, a blurb, to me, is like a hype piece, not being arrested. Well, well, I mean, Tua's price dropped off of his video, so, I mean, that makes sense. Tua should be arrested. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, man, I forgot where I was. But (laughs) with Mooney, it's... I think his value is going to continue to rise. I don't think we see Amon Ra's value rise at all. I think it's fairly stagnant through like October. I don't think we're going to see it go up. We're not going to see it go down to our Mooney. I think Mooney's value is going to continually increase throughout the offseason to where if you move him now, I think you'll be able to move him for a lot more in three months to where today you could probably trade him, get Elijah Mitchell, right? I think there's a chance to where a few months from now you could get up to... Josh Jacobs. Would you move today? So looking at the other way, Mm -hmm. would you, this goes like James Cook. Would you move James Cook for Darnell Mooney today? That's not fair. I don't have any James Cook. I I do have James (laughs) Cook and I got him at decent prices. I actually would. I would move James Cook. I would. And we just talk about the positional scarcity, but I actually, I I agree with you on both remarks. Amon Ross St. Brown, he's going to stay flat. He's not going to drop. He's not going to rise. Something Mm -hmm. crazy would have to happen. Darnell Mooney, like you said, the redraft podcast, the best ball podcast, the data that comes out, the information, it does move the needle. And at some point, 
dynasty becomes redraft essentially. And you only say that and it's going to hit true, but looking like, so do you think maybe it's better in a two for two swap and looking at the way you value certain guys? Mm-hmm. If I have Amon Ra St. Brown, maybe I can move Amon Ra plus Cam Akers, who DTC and KTC have over Gibson. Mm-hmm. So Amon Ra and Akers for Gibson and Mooney. Yeah, I think that gets accepted. And yeah. that's something I would love to do. So now yeah, I can agree with that. And just trying to throw out, I, I think the move there is finding two for two swaps where you're higher than market or lower on market and get those players involved and then acquire Darnell Mooney because we do know, and you said this earlier, and it's so true. It is so difficult to oh man, Newts, what what? James Cook had had a better chance than at a 23 first, in my opinion. So I hold on to him throughout the summer. I don't think you're getting a 23 first. Those are lofty ambitions, my friend. <laughs> I oh, the, the thing with 23 first, I don't even recommend trades with them because I just assume everyone's going to say no if you try to get a 23 first. That's when people are asking for mine. 90% of the time, I'm like, nope. Not remotely close. And it's not because they're sending bad offers. It's just because I know what those 23 firsts are going to bring six months from now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm getting uh, messages here. But okay. So Mooney maybe be a little more willing to go out and acquire Amon Ross St. Brown, acquire at current price, but with the expectation that it stays relatively flat. I like that. Mm -hmm. Brandon Ayuk. I, for me, and I know I, it seems like I am higher and I, this is one I keep saying, maybe I need to reevaluate, but I, I am a little bit higher, I think, than consensus. And for me, the approach would be a cross positional look, AJ Dillon plus a third for Ayuk in a second. And I always, you know what? You guys know, I love that second for third swap just because if, if I say, Mitch, I'll offer you 301 uh, now I'll offer you 212 mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with 201 and 112. It just that that one or two or two or three in front of it really does make a difference psychologically it when it's only one spot. Uh, Fournette, could I get IU plus a small piece for Fournette if if you need a running back? Maybe. Yeah, you'd probably have to add something to that. I think it's the whole problem is that San Francisco offense, right? That just the amount of pass attempts that offense it's probably going to be league low. I mean, I think it's going to look a lot like what the Ravens did when Lamar first took over that to where I think if you want to move Ayuk and you're not like a huge fan of him and he's just kind of on your roster, I think you have to move him now because I don't think that value bump in the season isn't going to happen. So if you could tell me I could do a two for two swap and get rid of Ayuk and maybe move up to even like maybe a Brandon Cooks, someone who I could put in my lineup every week and just be okay with it and then just add another player for player swap at that point. That's what I'm looking to do with someone like him. That's fair. Staying in San Francisco, Elijah Mitchell. Mm. Uh, do you think you could do Elijah Mitchell for Judy today with, with the, so we're kind of oh yeah referencing players that we discussed. Yeah, I uh, think the Judy oh, manager accepts that. Jerry Judy was released on bond today with full contact allowed between him and the alleged victim per his attorney. 
who added the judge stated, what did the judge state here? The judge stated there was not probable cause to believe that there was threat or use of any physical force against the victim. So I, that's, that was just blurb. Uh, but I still think Elijah Mitchell for Judy could be interesting if we're like, but again, San Francisco has that stigma that people are kind of out. And a lot of it goes back to the quarterback situation. Yep. I feel like these assets would be higher value with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback today than, Oh, I think you, know, you kind of understand what the offense is going to be like that, you know, and with Lance taking over, we just really don't know. I didn't even think about when I read that. Newt says, uh, uh, the, the order of the words made my heart drop. JB Jerry Judy was released on bond. Oh, I was yeah. just, I was just reading the, I was reading the tweet. So I apologize for that. Uh, now, so I have Elijah Mitchell as somebody that might be relatively neutral. Mm -hmm. Now that was me looking to move him. If I look to acquire him, could I move Devonte Smith in the third for Elijah Mitchell, David Bell in a second? I don't think so. You don't think? No, like we brought it up before with Devontae. I just yeah. think his there's a lot of stink on that offense right now just because A.J. Brown is there. Uh, what if it's Michael Pittman instead? Yeah, what if I it's, can actually what if see it, that. What if it's yeah. Cortland Sutton? Yeah, Sutton, Sutton I think gets accepted the majority of the time. You know, all of a suddenly, that trade looks a lot better. Come on, I had to get one great pun in there. Yeah, that was great great irv smith was brought up i just can't get on i can't get on board i've never been on board yeah. I, I don't understand his rankings i he's never been anything but yeah sure he has the good draft capital right but that's literally it i mean there's like nothing else that you're like oh wait no there's the one game sample to where he got two touchdowns right it's if you could move him for i mean you have Ertz on your notes right if I can move Irv yeah. Smith and get anything added to Ertz, I mean, anything added to Ertz, I'm accepting it. I would take Ingram plus. Mm -hmm. What about Gallup in a one-for-one -one swap? I just, 100%. I never got the Irv Smith love. Our preliminary projections here, I say preliminary because we're still tinkering and Mitch and I have to connect here mm -hmm. on a lot of the teams, but we have him at tight end 16 for this year. So if he goes out and puts up tight end 16 numbers, it it's fine. Doesn't care. Yeah, no one's gonna like, care about him. Like min, like we have Tyler Higby right above Irv Smith. Tyler Higby yeah. costs peanuts. Uh huh. I just I don't know. Chris Godwin. I see. It's funny that you mentioned Godwin versus Bateman because I oh, see. I'd even see that now. <laughs> I see Godwin exactly the same as Bateman. Yeah. So the conversation that I had on my end with Rashad Bateman, flip it with Godwin, and it's the mm -hmm. same thing. How do you think? Brady just got that huge contract, whatever, with I know Fox, right? Yeah. I think the vast majority of managers, and me included, to where I thought he was going to play for two years, everyone's probably going to assume he's there for one year, right? With no viable backup behind him. Is this the offseason to move Godwin? Or do you take the Tom Brady? I mean, he could easily have a top five wide receiver season with Tom Brady there now. Yeah, do you, absolutely. Do you want to get out of him early, or is he someone to where he's young enough? You're okay staying with him, even if that quarterback situation absolutely tanks next year. I'm okay sticking with him just because I I do think a lot of people they share your thoughts there, and it's going to be difficult to 
move him if you would be like, I wouldn't move him for Bateman. So if that's the price, I'm not willing to do that swap. Mm. Now, if I could get a plus, which doesn't sound like it is going to happen in most spots, then we're, we're talking about a different story there. But also what's to say, like, we know how quickly things change in the NFL. Let's say Brady, he's done after 22. What's stopping the Buccaneers from going out and getting another decent quarter? Well, I say Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, uh, I, I mean, that'd be perfect. Yeah, honestly, I know it'd be fine to that offense, right? <laughs> like, yeah, he'd be fine. You get behind a good offensive line. Mm-hmm. So I'm not writing off just the way the NFL has been. It is so tough to get stuck on situations now, it even is. more than ever. You're right. It, it is so tough. You know, we talk about AJ Brown and Devontae Smith while they have Jalen Hurts. What if he bombs this year and they go out and get somebody next year? Uh, you know, Kyler Murray be- could be playing for 20 other franchises next year outside yeah. of the Cardinals. Absolutely. Uh, there was, let's see, a pivot opportunity in the chat. Move A.J. Brown for Bateman and Alave. Yeah, give me yep. give me Bateman and Alave. That's enough. And looking at my tiers, like I have A.J. Brown in that big tier of mm-hmm. wide receivers, right? And it's funny because... Jefferson and Chase, obviously, they're just leaps and bounds. Like the town is just absurd. But you look across the board at younger wide receivers. T. Higgins has competition. Tyreek Hill, not younger, but him and Waddle are battling it out. DK Metcalf, quarterback questions. Debo Samuel, San Francisco mm-hmm. stigma. CD Lamb, I we have him going off this year. But then AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. Chris Godwin question, but like you could throw so many different wide receivers so closely together there. So I'm always on board with, if I can pivot off of anybody after two agreed and get first round value, like yep. a lave, I, I'll take that risk. I'll, I'll make that bet. And I actually think right now where our wide receivers we have, I would be surprised if Bateman's not ahead. Oh, he is. Of AJ Brown. Yeah. Where do we have Mr. Bateman? Bateman we, is we, 23 and AJ Brown is 28. Yeah. And that, that's on a per game basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah. So I, I would smash that trade. Uh, la, 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 la. Mike Evans or Devontae Smith. Mitch, who do you prefer there? Oh, Mike Evans. Uh, I am also Mike Evans. I have him above yep. Devontae Smith. Mike Evans, and he's going to be the guy that's just going to die in your roster. He is. Yeah. You just got to so, be okay with it. It's Keenan Allen at this point, but you're going to get 15 points a game out of him. So I'd be surprised if you couldn't get a little extra there. Uh, back to Godwin. Would you move Godwin and Mitchell for Najee in a 14 team? Yeah. Give me Najee Harris. I don't want Najee. Nope. For Godwin and Mitchell? You just got, you just got done. I know. It's, I'm really worried about that Steelers offense, to be honest with you. Don't, like, don't be, don't be. I, I, man, that offensive line, I don't think it's going to be that much better. And then they have Pickett and the defenses they are. I've brought this up before in that division. The defenses they're going against are really good. I mean, it's not like playing in the NFC East to where you get to play the Giants, you know, two games each season and then you get to roll in and, play the commanders is always going to be difficult right (laughs) but that's just my thing right to where i could see pittsburgh still winning eight to nine games this season but their offense being like the most boring thing to watch to where if they're on tv 
uh, like you're just playing a mobile game on your phone or something instead of actually watching that game. No, that you're talking about the Patriots right now. I always find them to just oh, be see, yeah. boring. But I could see their offenses being pretty close. If Kenny Pickett starts from the, the get-go, mm-hmm. I have trouble believing that's not better for Najee Harris. All right. Here's a question that's a complete tangent for you, right? There is a comment in the chat from Greg that says, pick up dumps off to Najee money. I completely agree. But, John, what is Pickett's biggest downfall when he was in college? He gets happy feet and leaves the pocket early. Right? Like, do you see him going through his... I want to call them projections because we've been talking through them so much. Progressions. Progressions. Yeah. Going through those and then go get into like the third option at Najee. No, I see him doing what every rookie quarterback that is what somewhat mobile does. Nope. Deontay's not open. I'm out. <laughs> see ya. I, I will be interested to see how that plays out. And hopefully, uh, you know, and, and Newt says, Najee is good at finding space and can catch downfield. He can, but again, it goes back to working through his progressions. And that's something that I talked about pre-draft with Kenny Pickett. Yep. I would like to see him improve on that because at Pitt, it wasn't all, it, he wasn't flushed out of the pocket, which very well might happen in Pittsburgh, but he was leaving the pocket early, kind of unprovoked. And that's something to keep an eye on. But I still think then, then you and I need to take a look at Najee and our projections here, because clearly you, you disagree it's hard to believe the volume isn't there. It's I do hard to believe. believe in the projections, though. I do. And I think the way we go about them is fair. But my it's just my personal belief in that offense. Like, if the projections say that, then I have faith in the projections, right? But at the same time, that offense is scary for me. To bring it up to the last guy, Deontay Johnson. Uh, I, I've had him as a sell for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And it's like when Mitchell Trubisky came on board he dropped a little bit so i was like oh well maybe now i'm looking to buy but now with kenny pickett again and who knows how the season starts who starts behind center but deontay johnson can i can i move deontay in a third from mclaurin in a second right if you can please do it in every league cross positionally can i move deontay for cousins if somebody has a few quarterbacks yeah if they have four i could see it you know it's one of the start three wide receiver leagues and they only have two decent starters yeah that's something I would look to explore. So are you on, or you have to be looking to move Deontay too, if you're concerned overall is that offense. I have been since Ben retired. And then, I mean, I'm assuming, I doubt you have Claypool anywhere. One or two, but, and that's maybe. And you can't move him. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that offense overall could be okay. Something funny about our projections, right? Like you said, this is the first run through. We're on Pittsburgh right now, right? Yeah. George Pickens. I sent it to you in a DM, so you already know the answer to this. Our project, very first run through them, all the players in, everything. We have George Pickens having a better rookie season than Garrett Wilson. I, I and I don't... I'm not against it because when you actually look at the inputs, it matches up. And it's just like, man, if that happens to Wilson. Now, we do see, like, you know very well, like Garrett Wilson could be in a Rashad Bateman type situation. What I mean by that is kind of getting excuses. Well, 
He plays for the Jets. He has Elijah Moore. He's a rookie. Mm-hmm. I, I think people could make excuses for him. But let's see. Where do we have? Where? Keep scrolling. Where do we have Pickens? Pickens is at receiver 76 at about eight points. And no, then... we, have, we have Wilson just above him. Do we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I lied. I lied. He's, but still, still both a PPR. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, that that's the thing, though. You have Pickens, who was. I mean, a lot of people though were taking Pickens in the back end of the first and in, in Superflex rookie drafts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truth is, he could be their starting wide receiver in two years. Yeah, you know, he could be their number one. But like you said, situations change so much that it's really hard to assume that with Pickens. But I think, I mean, just to close it up, I think you're right on Wilson. I don't think his value is going to really drop if he has a mediocre to bad rookie season. Because there is, if it's that bad, guess what? He's not going to have the same quarterback next year. Uh, Something's got to give. Yep. It could be Jimmy. I mean, you could easily see Garoppolo going to the Jets. There's so much connection between the 49ers and them to where if the 49ers have to keep Jimmy on, I know he's a free agent after this year, but you could see that move happen very, very easy. How sad is it right now that we brought up Jimmy Garoppolo as potential upgrades in two scenarios? Or not necessarily upgrades, but something that could help a receiver maintain their value a la Chris Godwin. Like, it's it's crazy. That's where we are with the quarterback landscape. A big reason for that is, for anyone who doesn't do projections at all, having a good quarterback just helps the talent around them so much. And it's so glaring obvious when you do projections. You'll go through, and like you'll do the Jets. And the Panthers is a good example too. You can't give Sam Darnold 30 touchdowns in a season. And so when you can't do that, it breaks every single player on that roster. It brings them down because their touchdown total. You have Russell Wilson you could probably give him 35 to 40 touchdowns every single season because that's what he hits. And so that brings every single player up. And so when you do these and you're starting to go through all the players, it's so glaring obvious about how just having someone like Jimmy Garoppolo that you could get 28 touchdowns off of, like it brings up all of these players. A rising tide lifts all boats there right? you go very well done a, a rising tide lifts all boats and that's that's russell wilson that's these quarterbacks and just mentioning really quick to wrap it up what mitch was talking about with the projections when we go through these and anybody that has access to them you can see we don't go through and say all right sam darnold 20 touchdowns yep arbitrarily we go through and it's all based on the inputs that we use and a lot of them are just the rates completion percentage yards per attempt touchdown rate interception rate rushing market share yards per carry rushing touchdown rate and then boom it spits out based on the total team plays we have the splits between pass and run so it's not just oh i feel like so and so is going to get 30 touchdowns it's exactly. that's not what it is because there's some players i look at and i'm like shit this can't be right uh-huh. i'm like wait <laughs> that's not good <laughs> but again it, it trickles down from the league level to the team level to the position level to the players and then you have the leftover with others, but Mitch, any, any final thoughts here? I don't think we t- do. We do final thoughts for, we don't, Reno. I was just going to say, you know, excited to talk to everyone in the discord mainly because rookie drafts are over with. And now we're going to get back into 
a lot of player trades that don't include the 108, the 208, yep. the 312. And you could provide a lot better analysts, I think, if you're not trying to be like, well, who else is on the board right there? Yeah, that's typically my answer. Who's on the board? Yeah. Um, what is your league market like with certain positions? Because then it elevates certain players. But yeah, I'm sure uh, we'll be catching everybody here in the Discord. Like I said, if you listen to this on the podcast feed, if you enjoy this type of content, if you want more of it, check out the Patreon. It's five bucks a month. We appreciate everybody's support, and we'll catch everybody later. For Mitch, I'm John. You know that. Peace.